Hello and welcome to the Stress Sessions Mental Health Podcast with me, Luke. You're listening to Series 5, Episode 3. And this week's a little bit special because I've got my first ever repeat guest on in five series in over probably about 50 episodes. So I'll come to that in a minute. But first of all, I just wanted to touch on the last the last couple of months, really, because it's been a bit of a struggle um, and I've just been struggling with life a little bit and I just wanted to put this bit in here because I just wanted to reiterate to you listening that if, if you're struggling at the minute it won't always feel like this but sometimes life just creeps up on you and even if you're helping yourself every day and helping yourself in every every way that you can and you're sticking to your coping mechanisms you've got a routine in place you you think you're ticking along along fine life can just sort of creep up on you and 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 bite you sometimes and that's that's kind of what's happened to me and i think that mine is down to having counseling so i i think i mentioned it earlier in the series or in in the, in the first couple of episodes but i've started having counseling again and this is counselling for a specialist special, specialist topic that I've been on the waiting list for for two years. So I feel like I've got to do it and I, and I need to do it because it's for quite a, a very traumatic event that happened in my life. And I've been having this particular counselling since the start of the year and it's now March and it's hard. It's really hard when you bring up the past and you talk about experiences that have affected you a lot negatively over over the years and and I'm I'm talking about stuff in my counseling that I have never spoken about before because I I think that's what counseling is all about it's it's about just talking and and trying to figure out what it is that's wrong and and trying to put it right and and reprocess and reprogram your brain to to kind of deal with it in a in a better way so that's kind of what I'm going for at the minute and it's a it's a really long process. I'm I'm three months into the counselling um cycle at the minute and I've I've got this particular counsellor for, for six months, which is amazing. And I'm <laughs> I'm definitely gonna take them up on the six months because I feel like I've got so much stuff to unpack from my head that it's it's gonna take a little while. But I, I ju- like I said, I just wanted to put that in there because life isn't always easy um life is hard and you can be absolutely fine one day and the next it can be absolute hell but just always remember that no day is the same like literally no day is the same every day is different you can you can wake up and feel differently on on any set day so you can wake up and build be feeling like oh, i feel like shit today I don't know what to do. I don't want to be here. Um, but then other days you'll wake up and you'll be fine. And you, you'll you want to take on the world and have a normal day or a, a sporadic day. And it will, it will just feel normal to you. But some days it will just be an absolute uphill struggle. And um, my life at the minute feels like it's a bit of an up, uphill struggle. So I, I just thought I'd put that in there. And, and that's that's partly 
that that's one of the reasons why I'm putting these podcasts out now every two weeks because I I just want to um, relieve that pressure of putting an hour of podcast out every week and it's not just the hour of podcast it's, it's the editing and the recording and all of the stuff that goes into it in the background that, that takes the long time I, I just feel like I need that time for me at the minute and to try and concentrate on myself and get myself better so that's that's about it I realize I've I've spoken for about five minutes but I've, I feel like it's been a worthwhile five minutes it's not been a, a ramble I've just needed to say that so I just thought I'd let you know but that's what I'm going through at the minute. But I'm I'm getting there. I feel like I'm getting there. Um, I think it's just important to speak about stuff like that and to reassure people that if you are feeling like that, you're not alone. There's there's other people that are going through what you're going through. And although it might feel like it's a specific feeling to you, it's there's lots of people struggling in the world. Um, so I hope that gives some people some solace that. Um, there's tough times that going out going on out there. So, um, yeah, that that's that's my little speech at the start. But going back to the podcast, I've got my first repeat guest, and I loved this person the first time I had her on. She was a real inspiration for me in giving up alcohol, and I spoke to her the first time round in in series four of the stress sessions when. I had literally just given up alcohol and although the podcast record went out in, I'm looking at it now, it's the 28th of February 2022, so that was technically three months after I gave up alcohol, I think that I recorded this, the, the, the previous one, a while before that, so it would have been probably about a month after I gave up alcohol, so I didn't really know what I was getting myself into, whereas now over a year on so I'm I'm I've just gone past the 450 day mark of being sober and not having a drop of alcohol since early December 2021 so it's been a little while so this week's guest is the amazing Millie Gooch who is the founder of Sober Girl Society and like I said she was a real inspiration to me in in kind of the tips that she gives out in giving up alcohol the benefits of it the effects that the effects that it has on your mental health and just trying to lead a more positive and better life so it's a slightly different I say this at the start of the podcast but it's a slightly different conversation to the one that I had with her in in series four because this is mainly speaking about the effects that it's had on my mental health a year on and the ups and downs of giving up the drink. So without further ado, here is the Stress Sessions with Millie Gooch. Welcome back to the podcast, Millie Gooch. 
thank you so much for having me again it's it's such an honor to be a second time guest and you are the first second time guest ever so i do feel very honored i have to say because <laughs> I, I feel like when we when you first came on it's in the last series i think wasn't it we did talk a lot but i feel like this might be a slightly different conversation because as as we said just a minute ago i've given up alcohol for over a year now so it's yeah think, things have changed yeah you'll have a different perspective <laughs> on a lot i'm sure so last time we chatted i think it was you said it was last february and i'd just given up alcohol and yes it's been it's been a bit of a roller coaster for me since then i so i think when when we chatted last time you said that i might find it quite difficult and i have in some respects but there's been some really like key things that i found hard yeah. so what what would you say you found really difficult initially like in terms of activities and occasions that you found difficult when you first gave up alcohol yeah so occasion wise i think the really hard ones were kind of those like big nights out or you know kind of going away with friends so if i did girls holidays or hen do's i think they were the occasions that i found quite hard i also found kind of like weddings hard because there's this kind of idea with weddings you know you can't just leave you can't be like okay i've had enough now i'm, I'm gonna go you know halfway through the speeches and i felt like you were kind of locked in for the day and i always like that option to be like if i'm not having a good time i could just go and i think with weddings you kind of don't really have that and the same with like going away with the girls although you can like come home early you're still kind of tied into socializing with everyone you can't just you know fly home or get a train home well obviously you can but at, at a price so they i think were the things i found hardest in terms of occasion i think just in general the thing i found hardest was learning to deal with my emotions without drinking i think that was without a doubt like the biggest thing and i think you know that that is true of anyone who gives up anything not necessarily just alcohol but maybe something that they were turning to to deal with their emotions so you know it could be vaping it could be gambling it could be anything but i think that was kind of the biggest hurdle for me was like oh i've got all these feelings now and i can't just go out and and drink and and erase my memory and that I think was yeah, without a doubt, the biggest thing. What 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 have you found? So for me, a wedding. So I've been yeah. to, I've been to what well, I think one wedding since, and it was my brother-in-law. And I I was dreading it from that aspect. Like obviously, it's, it's, it was a lovely day, and it's so nice to see him get married to his wife, and like I've I've grown up with him, but I've I've known him since he was a sixteen-year-old kid. So to see him get married and have that special occasion was great. But for me, it was like the build up of what am I going to do on a day? And I, I don't know if you've done this. So I'll, I'll talk you through, through my day of how I got through it. So I I found that before the wedding, I don't know how, who else wasn't drinking? I, I do that, do a little bit of a wrecking. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, so I found that it was, it was one of my... His wife's mum's friend's son, Tedious Link. I found that he had given up drink, and I was like, "Okay, cool. Like that's good to know that there's one other person he's about my age. That's really yeah. good." Um, another thing that I did was sneak non-alcoholic stuff in with me. Yeah, yeah, great shout. Because so, so long story short, this this wedding venue had I think it's Heineken zero percent, but they clearly hadn't bothered with 
people that weren't drinking because they were just in a box not yes. in a fridge or anything yeah. <laughs> so so i was like right i'm gonna take like a little few like bottles of miniatures with me um and just bought cokes and then just tipped them into, yeah. into the cokes or, or just like a tonic and then tip the gin into it yeah and great shout this i find i found it really interesting because it was a bit of a game for me i like doing stuff like this because it felt a bit sneaky because i was like oh I'll, I'll, I'll try and do this yeah um, and because some people saw me doing it they were like oh what are you doing what's this and then they were interested in trying what i was drinking yeah so i was like oh i've got so, so it was kaleno that i was drinking yeah nice um and people people tried it and i was like oh here's, here's a little box i'd like loads of little miniatures yeah. and it, yeah it was it started it, it was a good conversation starter so for me that was a good in yeah Does that makes sense yeah totally i always say like the way i get people interested is like when i bring none out to parties i'm like right i'm gonna bring the fanciest coolest looking bottle that i own and then i bring them and they're like oh what's that i want to try that so people are interested in it really so i mean i think it's a great idea i've got a hip flask and people are like why have you got a hip flask you don't drink and it's it's for that exact reason oh, i didn't even think of the hip flask idea that's gonna be yeah, a good idea now that little hip flask I didn't even think. I don't think I've, I, I don't own one anymore. Yeah, <laughs> see, now you have to buy one as a sober person. What? Well, so when in when you go to occasions like that, so for me, I find it quite. So I used to drink to get over my anxiety, mm. and f for me, I'd have to. It's it's a classic thing of I'd have to have a few drinks inside me to then be. A socially functioning normal person basically yeah. um how did you find that when you first gave up because i i struggled a little bit and i felt a little bit embarrassed at the time so when yeah. I, I don't know if i said last time but when the first occasion um in a social group that i went to is around my um my wife's auntie's house and it was, it was around christmas time so it's very very new it's literally like a week or two after and i snuck in a snuck in it's like it's illegal a, <laughs> a, a four pack of um i, I think it was like brew dog maybe yeah. i think it was and i put them in the fridge and i was like right nobody's gonna know they're non-alcoholic because they just look like normal brew dog drinks um and i remember my wife's auntie's husband go oh do you do you want one of your your beers and i was like yeah yeah, yeah. and then he was like oh you do realize they're non-alcoholic didn't you i was like yeah <laughs> yeah i do yeah um and i don't know i felt quite self-conscious but now i i don't know i use it as a conversation starter like you said like when you bring a fancy bottle i'm like oh i've tried i'm trying this new like beer today um yeah. like how, how, how did you get past that kind of like i guess social anxiety to begin with yeah so it's really hard because like everyone and i'm sure you will now know this everyone wants like a quick fix of you know how can i be confident in a social situation without booze but the honest answer for me is that it's not going to be easy the first time you do it it's it's just not nothing that you do for the first time brand new is going to be easy but the thing i found is that the more I did it, the more I kind of grew in confidence myself because for so long, and I think we might have talked about this before, I, I used alcohol as 
a, a reason for confidence but all the time you're using alcohol for confidence you're not actually growing in confidence like yourself you're basically getting it from a bottle like a magic confidence potion and then the next day it's worn off so you don't actually grow in confidence but for me I started doing things and like I did my first wedding and I was like okay you know what that was fine like I got through it I actually like there were points where I was having a really good time I managed to hold conversations with people and then just kind of gradually by gradually the more you do it and the more you practice that that kind of anxiety around those situations starts to dissipate and I'm not saying it goes all together and you walk into every situation being like I'm so confident but I think there wasn't a way that I necessarily dealt with it I just kept doing it and just kept doing it and I mean there, there's little tips and things that you can do like I always say I like getting ready with friends in the morning of say like a wedding because it like pumps me up and it kind of eases me in of like okay I'm with like four or five of the girls so it's not going to be as bad you know when we all turn up together we're all saying hi to people that we know together it's kind of safety in numbers in that way so you know there's there's things like that, that you can do make sure you put on like you know you're, you're asking people what their favorite song is put, put on a song that puts you in a good mood you know don't go out after you've just listened to a really depressing playlist like th there's little things that you can do but I would say there is no magic kind of tips for confidence it, it is all about just throwing yourself in at the deep end and then just keep throwing yourself in basically because I, I feel like it's a bit of a double-edged sword because you you drink to gain confidence so like the, like you said what for me I, I drank to to gain that confidence but the next day you feel like crap which makes you feel not confident yeah but then it's it's kind of like what can you do like you said to replace that and I feel like the music's a really good thing um and for me like it's it's, it's been really interesting so like I said about people when somebody says oh what are you drinking and like for instance that Christmas it's brew dogs um and at, at the wedding the Kalenos um it's it's a good conversation start, but I feel like there's two things that I've really noticed since, and that's one that people are, are a bit like, oh, I'm tempted to do this too. And you kind of like, just because you don't drink, they're like, oh, do you know what? I'm going to try this. And it's, it's, I've had some friends that, so one of my friends did um, Dry January and she is a big drinker. Like she drinks a lot um and she did dry january and i was like that's so impressive because like uh, not to be stereotypical but she's like typical scotsman Scot scotsman scotswoman yeah <laughs> um, and and she's like she's a big she's a big drinker and she always has been and like that's what like, i've had some of my best like like moments with her like just like getting drunk and stuff like that um and it's i, I feel like people's attitudes change when like you make that decision yeah um and, and and the second thing is i can't remember what it was now <laughs> i went on for too long but like, have, you, have you have you found that like so when you've sort of like rubbed off on other people where you've like because you've made a big change they're like oh do you know what i might try that out yeah definitely i think do you know what i always say like especially if i go on hendos and i'm meeting like new people i think i start the weekend as people kind of if they don't know me they're like oh they're, they're like that girl doesn't drink and they have these preconceptions that i'm going to be like really boring and then by the end of the weekend they see that actually i've had a really good time and i'm not hanging out my ass on the way home and then they're like oh i'm actually you know quite interested in doing this they come and sit next to me on the train home and like we'll be chatting to me and it is just so strange that people like will come out of the woodwork like my um one of my best friends her husband she's got a friend that I've like oh he's got a friend that I've always 
like seen at like house parties and things and he's always been a big big drinker and he messaged me like six months ago and was like Mills I've just done my fifth month sober like I'm loving it and you know people come out that you that you don't even think will come out and he was probably someone that I would have taken on alcoholic beers and was probably one of the people that was like what are these and you know a couple of years later he's like this is great I'm loving it so you know, I always say, even if someone has a negative reaction, don't necessarily take it to heart because in a few years, they'll probably be asking you for advice. Well, I, I so I remember recently when I went round a friend's house and it was, so he's, he's got three kids and his partner was there. It's me and my wife. And we were like, I was like, oh, I need to take something with me. So I just took a crate of alcohol free beers. Um, then we got pizza. I think he got Domino's or something in. And I was like, oh, you, you can have some mate if you want. And he, he was he was plowing through him. Yeah. <laughs> he was, yeah. like, and I was like, oh, he does like him then. And it's, it's, it's a bit like, I don't know, I feel like you're doing a good thing for other people by doing yeah. that because it's like you're helping them with not necessarily a bad habit because, I, I, again, I, I wouldn't ever convince somebody to stop drinking, but I feel like it's it's helping them to or helping them let them know that there is other options. Yeah, yeah exactly. I, I think the tricky thing that I find, and I don't know if you found this, is like people will have once tried a non-alcoholic beer and it might be one of those, you know, very entry beers like Bex Blue, which isn't necessarily the best tasting. And then people tar all non-alcoholic beers with that brush. Same with spirits. They try it. One that is not one I would necessarily recommend. And then go, oh, I hate alcohol-free spirits. They're disgusting. You go, oh, well, what one have you tried? And they name one and you go, okay, right. Well, why don't you try this one? So I, I think, you know, by actually getting them into people's hands and getting them to try them, because I remember like with my dad, he was very like, no, non-alcoholic beers are rubbish. And then he actually had a stroke and I ended up basically forcing him to try all these non-alcoholic beers. And now, you know, he really me and he's like oh I went to the pub this week and they've got this one on tap and I'm you know sometimes you just need to get people trying them for them to be like oh actually like this is quite good so yeah I think it's it's really positive when people do try them and they're like oh actually I, I quite like this or this isn't bad it's it's a really positive thing I, I remember I mean I bashed Bex Blue bad last time we spoke yeah uh, <laughs> and do you know what I've I've seen it in one one pub since and that's yeah. it. It's it's yeah. like has Bex Blue died? Quite possibly. I mean, there's such a strong alcohol-free beer market now that I just don't see how people like how they're going to contend with with what's going on at the moment in in the kind of beer space. Because I feel like they've been directly replaced by Heineken zero percent now. Yeah, I think so. I'm not sure if they're they might even be produced by the same people. So uh, okay. quite possibly they've now put all their energy into that but I actually I don't know the ins and outs of that one I'll, I'll look into it and report back because <laughs> I just feel like they've just sort of been removed from the market you don't yeah. even see them in supermarkets anymore or anything no no they might just not be putting more energy into it they might have another product on the market that they're pushing instead because I, I, I find as well that since I stopped drinking there is so much I mean we spoke about it last time but there's yeah. so much like there's so many different options and yeah. like you're walking to Morrison's and Tesco's now and they've got like a whole especially Morrison's they've got a whole section just for no alcohol yeah. um and it's just it's just amazing it's and I've, I feel like I don't know I feel like I've cheated a little bit because yeah. <laughs> there's, so, no, there's, so, <laughs> there's, there's so much there now and yeah like 
going back to like when you first gave up, did you you must have found it quite hard in finding like good stuff and and like having to go through and literally try everything. Yeah, so it was literally like it was like Bex Blue and Seedlip had literally just launched. It was like a revolutionary concept. And then I think I was probably about six months over maybe. And that's when Kalenio kind of came out. And that was really exciting because there was something like completely different. And then since then, it has just not stopped. And I actually thought, you know, it's got to slow down at some point. It is just not. There are like, I get an, an email probably from like a new brand every week that's launching in the space, which is just wild. Like it is the, the category. And if you look at all the stats and everything, it's just booming. Like they just think it's only going to increase, which is, is such a good thing. You can kind of tell as well now where I know that in that in a lot of pubs now there's like a lucky saint draft pump. Yeah. But there's there's so much more now. Like there's there's so many just like random brands that I've never heard of. You walk into a pub and you'll be like, what's that? Like yeah. it'll just I it, it shocks me that it's kind of got that popular that quickly, which is a positive thing because it's yeah. it's gonna attract more and more people to to go go to that, go that route. But yeah, is it's yeah it's it's i feel like i did cheat a little bit no not at all because essentially they are just drinks so it's like saying oh instead i just replaced it with you know herbal tea like they are just drinks at the end of the day they don't contain alcohol you are doing all the hard work by you know going out and socializing and doing all those things without them so yeah it's it's not cheating at all you need to give yourself more credit <laughs> and are you do, do you still get like the question because I, I i have recently i won't name who it was because it's somebody that i see quite regularly <laughs> but they they've that, they've said to me like when how, how long how long are you going to give up drinking yeah and it's it's like it's been over a year now like why are you asking that question do you still get that I have to say I don't and I always say that that is why I think it's so hard at like the beginning and that kind of like one year mark and like for me now five years I honestly think everyone around me is like there is no point wasting our energy I just think they're like they they just don't I can't remember the last time anyone made a comment like that and I think you will still get it around that year mark so I think people are like oh cool you've done a year like you've done your little thing now what, like when are you going to go back to drinking I think once you probably get to about the two year mark that when it, it really sets in for people so yeah I think I think you'll get to a point where it, it just won't be a conversation anymore I mean I do a lot of like freelance work and stuff so when I go into like offices I say like I don't drink and people will still be like oh go on have one but I don't I never get it from friends and family anymore because I just don't think they can be bothered <laughs> but it's, it's mad because you don't even really have to like you don't have to think about it when you go out anymore so I went yeah. to I went to a football match the weekend and so I, I support Arsenal, and because it's quite a modern stadium, I was a bit like they're they're gonna have, they're gonna have other options, so it's fine. Yeah. But you walk in there, and they have like the beer on pump, like the normal beer on pump. Um, it's like Cam Camden Parallel, maybe. Yeah. Um, but then there's like they had um, oh, but I think it's Bud Bud Zero, maybe. Oh yeah, yeah. And I was like, everywhere has it now. That it's always yeah. an option. So it's it's. Yeah, it's it's so much better than it used to be, but I find it weird when you go somewhere and there isn't that option now. Yeah. I, I'm the same. It used to be the norm that there wasn't anything for me to drink. And now I'm really taken aback if there isn't, because everywhere I seem to go now. So I went to like there's a new Formula One arcade um that's open in London. I went there the other day and they've got like a full menu of like six different alcohol free cocktails that was on like its own separate page and 
you know it was called like safety car or something and like it was it was cool and it, it just i'm so used to now having choice it's which is such a great position to be in see i, I follow your series and we've like me and my wife have gone to like, like quite a few of the places that you've recommended yeah. the, the one that we went to was the i think is it fair game oh yeah fair game yeah and like that was amazing like j just going there was amazing but again the options they had like they had a whole page of non-alcoholic stuff so non-alcoholic yeah. cocktails they had loads of non-alcoholic beers yeah. i was like this place is amazing and yeah. like i can't recommend that day as a day out enough yeah. <laughs> it was so fun it was unreal because they said to me oh we've got a good selection and when i turned up i looked at the menu and they said oh by the way every single cocktail on our menu you can opt as an alcohol free if you want and i was like what even this one even this one they were like yes like all of them and yeah i said like i was even like so pleasantly surprised about how much variation that it had which is just incredible and really like fancy cocktails as well not just like you know we chuck a bit of juice in a glass they were like really well thought out cocktails like mine had like a little clip of a basket of popcorn on the side i was like it's amazing what places kind of like impressed you the most that you've been to where you've you thought I, I didn't expect it to be that good in terms of the options. Is there some, someone that you'd say that stood out? Do you know where I went recently was, so they were doing a collaboration with Colonia, actually it was Piano Works. And again, it was that you could have anything on the menu as an alcohol free. And to me, that is like the pinnacle. I think it, it's great to have like a separate alcohol free menu. But I also think if you can say every single cocktail on here, you can have an alcohol free. And really, there shouldn't be a major excuse not to be able to do that, because there is now a brand that replicates, you know, everything. There's alcohol free tequila, there's alcohol free vodka. I don't think there's a spirit really that has not been covered, especially like brands like Liars, you can even get non-alcoholic absinthe. So if you go into a place like Fair Game, like Piano Works, and they say, we, you know, any cocktail you can have as an alcohol-free one, I just think that that is like the pinnacle, really. And I've, I've already mentioned it, but your your wholesome fun series, like it's it's awesome. Like any, if you're yeah. listening, check it out. It's great. Oh, it's, on, it's, it's on Melly's TikTok and Instagram, so just check it out on there. But what's what's been your favourite one to? go to like what's been your favorite bit of wholesome fun you know what there's been so many i i actually have to say i really did love Kristen ways and it is quite expensive but they let me like bring a load of my friends and i took like, my brother and his girlfriend and and i just loved it like i used to love the show when i was a kid and it is it feels like you are actually on crystal May. so that that i have to say i think was one of my favorites but i've done so many like random things that i didn't necessarily think i would enjoy i'd never been to like secret cinema before and i did like the bridgerton ball and i did dirty dancing and again i like loved them i never really understood before because i thought secret cinema was you just go to the cinema and you watch a film and you know there's a couple of props and i didn't realize that you know people really dress up as the characters and there's like immersive actors and that was like a really kind of amazing surprise and I tell you what, one that I actually loved was the Peaky Blinders experience, the Rise, which was so good. If you're a Peaky Blinders fan, like honestly a must. I thought the acting was phenomenal. And again, I, I think the best ones are the ones where I don't know what to expect. I go in kind of a bit like, oh, I don't know what this is going to be about. And yeah, that is like an immersive theatre show, but you're part of it. And yeah, just unreal. So good. Because a lot of the stuff that you did, so for instance, like with the, with the Fair Game one, in in that situation, I would always drink usually just to be like, 
get 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 loose basically yeah. and be like right i'm gonna act like a not act like a dick but i'll, I'll be more competitive because yeah. like it would just spur me on a little bit more but i didn't need to no. <laughs> i was like so so basically we, i went with um my wife um brother, brother and sister-in-law and then um my, my in-laws there's six of us and it was so competitive and it was yeah. so it, it was quite funny because we i can't remember how many games there were i think there was was there seven maybe no uh i think there might be nine oh, was there nine? Good, i'm not quite sure to be honest nine yeah One of maybe those. but so we got to so me and my brother-in-law were neck and neck for the whole thing yeah and it was it was down to the basketball one because we, we left that to last because we were like right this this is going to be the best one and it hit that point where there was literally one shot one one basketball shot out of both yeah. of us and our time ran out oh no so, so, our, so our time slot ran out and i i won <laughs> so i was like <laughs> yeah. i'm i'm, I'm no. buzzing I, I feel like i've won immorally but it's fine yeah. and we went back to the desk and they were like oh we can add we can add some more time on if you want and i was like shh no yeah no no it's okay it was it was so good like even if you're like with your family it's yeah it's a really good experience but i think you you kind of it's it's more it it feels more acceptable to do stuff like with your family because you're not drinking it's a bit like you're going it's like a little i don't know like a little family day out and yeah 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 exactly this is it I thought it was great. So thank you for the recommendation. Oh, you're very welcome. And I think like, you know, you said about the competitive stuff and you feeling great. I think it's so nice to like feel all those things without alcohol because I don't think you like it's like getting that really natural buzz of like, I won, I did this. And you're like feeling that really authentically, which is lovely. I don't know that this this is a bit of a weird link, but so I I had my counselling session literally just before this. and I was speaking to him so again, going back to football. I support Arsenal, and they won at the weekend with literally like the last kick of the game. Yeah. And in in that sort of situation, I would usually drink. I'd either go go with a friend or go with my yeah. dad and and get drunk. And there's I, I remember I, and I spoke about this during my counselling session. So I don't know if it's a bit weird, literally speaking, an hour afterwards about it. <laughs> but but I I said to him that I remember that one match it was years ago now i got so drunk that i literally felt oh i was literally on the verge of falling asleep and it was yeah. arsenal man new so it's literally one of the best yeah. like the biggest games of the season and i think we'd paid like a hundred quid for the tickets yeah and i was literally falling asleep because i drunk so much and i went to that match at the weekend on my own so i was i was i was okay i was you know you're a bit like oh, yeah. I feel like a little bit of a loser going on my own, but there's there'll be loads of people there in yeah. exactly the same position. I hadn't been drinking, and the the kind of like emotion that I got out of like that that experience just from not drinking was amazing. Like yeah. it was like if I think back to if I would have been drinking, I'd have missed all of that. I'd have missed yeah. like all of that happiness and like there were there was people there were people crying around me, which yeah, I mean is a bit much for football but and they were probably people that have been <laughs> drinking but but yeah it was like it just felt like such a special moment yeah as as a sober person yeah if that makes it's sense amazing i think there was i'll try and dig it out for you I, I remember reading around the the world cup i think it was like a football correspondent or something had basically said it was his 
favorite world cup ever because it was in qatar and because you couldn't drink and he said like it was just such a great atmosphere i'll, I'll find the link but he was saying like the same kind of thing of like you just really felt the joy like with no kind of edge or anything it was just lovely and authentic and i think that's so great to like recognize moments like that and appreciate them because they're the things that if you are struggling you'll be like oh no but remember when i had that amazing like euphoric feeling when i was watching that football match they're the things that will like keep you on this kind of like i hate the word journey but journey so i, I think it's great that you like take time to kind of appreciate that and relay that memory to someone else i just think like from a mental health perspective you j you just appreciate those sort of moments a lot more like they, yeah. again, again like get linking back to your wholesome fun they're so much more wholesome because yeah. you you remember them so like go again going back to i'm just reminiscing here now but yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> it's like okay. yeah we, we me and my wife went to bali last year um yeah. over, over our birthdays and it was so on, on my birthday she is is it i felt embarrassed at the time but looking back at it now i'm like that was that is such a lovely experience she organised a floating breakfast meet in oh. in our like hotel pool, and all these people came out singing. There was like five people that came to the room singing, bringing this like oh. massive platter in. If I would have been drinking the night before, I'd have been hungover as fuck. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it's just moments like that that are just like it's so lovely to be able to appreciate things like that. Yeah with with a clear head, like you you remember every little detail of them, whereas if you were drunk or had a hangover or something like that you you just miss it yeah yeah i've i have like an opposite story of of my friend threw a, an easter celebration once for all us girls and i was so hungover i woke up in the morning and was like i'd been out till 6 a.m with my other friend and i had to there were no trains so i had to get out of the bus and it was just grim and i turned up and they were having the most wholesome little day like my friend had organized an easter egg hunt and i literally laid on the sofa while they all had easter dinner on the table like just going to the toilet sleeping going to the toilet and they talk about that Easter all the time. They're like, do you remember how, oh, like Gab did this great roast dinner and it was so good. And oh, we did that really cute little like Easter egg hunt. And all I remember is literally being on the sofa and wanting to die. Like that is it. And I think about that all the time. And I'm like, oh, like it could have been such a nice memory. But for, for them, they all have a completely different take on that day than I do. And now I'm so grateful that that, that isn't the case anymore. But for for the person listening to this, I would say that that even just like giving up drinking for like dry January or just a month or whatever, try it because try it and do stuff that you would usually do, like going to football matches, like going out with your friends, and you will like you'll appreciate the the things that you won't even recognise if you've been drinking because you'd miss them. Like I just think you miss so much when you've got alcohol inside you. Yeah. Yeah, which is, uh, I think dry January is, is a fantastic concept, but I always think if you're going to challenge yourself, do at least 90 days because January as a month in particular, you're probably not going out that much. You're probably not doing much stuff. It, it, you know, it's easier to kind of just stay indoors because everyone's sort of saving money. And But if you challenge yourself to 90 days, then you'll do some of those things like going to the football or going out with your friends and actually you'll realize it's it's not that scary and you might get some like really good enjoyment out of it so yeah while i'm a, a massive advocate of any time off i think push it to like you know 90 days if you can
I mean, we, we've talked about like weddings and like you've been on Hindus and stuff like that. What would you say has been your biggest challenge so far in terms of like giving up alcohol? Oh, biggest challenge so far. You know what? It's probably girls' holiday because I think that is traditionally the time that I have like gone ridiculously hard in terms of drinking. I think, you know, everyone does it when they're away. So I think that was probably one of the hardest because, you know, you're in a different country. You don't necessarily have your safety net. There's probably not as good alcohol free options in some places. Like, I think, yeah, doing a girls' holiday was probably the biggest challenge because you're like really, really locked in. But I mean, I thought the biggest challenge was going to be I was a bridesmaid at a wedding in the island, very a two day wedding. And I really thought that was going to be a challenge. But actually, it was like the complete opposite. I loved every minute of it. So like that's the other thing I'd say as well is that some of the things that you think will be a challenge won't be a challenge. And some of the things that you don't think will be a challenge will end up being quite tough. So, yeah, it's really hard to judge. But yeah, girls, girls holiday, I think is the one. What about you? I'll, I'll go back to the wedding the wedding yeah. was hard but looking back now so I, while she was saying that I was thinking oh what what was good about that day like obviously there, yeah. were all, there was a lot of good things that, ha that happened on that day but for me it was speaking to people that I wouldn't have usually spoken to that yeah. were, were drinking but you sort of I feel like when when you're in that uh, sort of atmosphere you get drawn to different people yeah and for me, it was like, it sounds really sad. But I, I sort of like hung around the older people a little bit more. Yeah. Because I was a bit like, yeah. they're, they're more inclined to not question it or peer pressure or anything like that. Yeah. So like, for me, it was it was a real, a real positive about that day was just getting to know people a little bit more that I didn't know a lot about already. Yeah. yeah. And, and you can, and it's interesting because people that are drinking, you it's it's it I, I don't know i found it really interesting because they chat people that are drinking at a wedding when you're not chat so much shit so like much. so much shit and it's just so funny <laughs> yes just, it's just so funny spending time like in that sort of situation just listen to people chat shit to you basically yeah and i think you you see it more in real time i think because it's like a slow considerable drinking throughout the entire day rather than like you know when you see people on a night out sometimes they go from like quite sober to quite drunk you really see the transition in a wedding like oh stage one they start slurring a bit stage you know like stage 10 is like them taking their tie off and like ripping their shirt off i think you you see it progress in real time which is so interesting yeah, I won't, I won't name any names because <laughs> that would cause a bit of controversy. Yeah. But I, so you get to find out stuff yeah. <laughs> at weddings. Oh, you get all the secrets. You, you get all the gossip and you don't have to give anything back. And it's amazing. Like that that was yeah. a, a plus for me the other day. Yeah. Yeah, you get to learn so much. <laughs> People tell you things and then the next day you just know everything. Yeah, and you're it's, my was, CCTV as well because they say that I just see all the things that they do, and then the next day I replay them to them. Well, I, I was um, I was telling my wife about some of the stuff that people said to me on that yeah. day, and I was, and she was like, "No," <laughs> and I was like, "Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah." It's yeah, it's great. That's that's one of the positives. But it's, yeah. I I sort of think that in in the situations where you feel quite vulnerable going into them because 
you are going to be around drunk people or you're going to be around people that can be loud and like not your life I guess yeah. <laughs> I I feel like you've just got to treat it as like a game and not take the, the piss out of people but like kind of just be like oh like they would have told me that if if, if I, I wouldn't have remembered that if I would have been drunk yeah. or like I feel like you've got to put like a positive spin on it in that respect yeah I totally agree because I think if you if you go into it and take every little thing like to heart like oh everyone was so drunk and they're really in my face and don't get me wrong like we all feel that way but it it I think you have to put a positive spin on it otherwise you would just never go out because you'd be like being around drunk people is impossible and I'm not laughing at the fact that people are drinking but you know there are funny sides when people are drunk and you kind of have to see the light in that so like you say like they spill all the secrets you know you, and and also there is that kind of element of like oh, this sounds really awful but like oh I'm glad that's not me you get that like reassurance of you know I'm so happy because normally that would be me I'm not saying like oh I'd never be like that because that was me for absolutely years and I'm just kind of glad that it isn't now and you know like I always have fun like if people tell me the same story twice I laugh and go you do know you told me that like 10 minutes ago like I don't and then they'll laugh about it as well I don't huff and be like oh like everyone's repeating themselves because yeah it would it would just bog you down so I just I laugh at them and I like if people are acting crazy I'm like you are acting crazy and like you said before you do see everything so yeah. like the CCTV thing so, it's, so I just remember like, oh, somebody just dropped a glass on the floor. Oh, there's a fight going on over there. And it's just yeah. like, oh my God, you literally like just, yeah, you, you yeah. see everything that's going on. It's great. I love it. I love people watching like anytime. So me watching people getting drunk is like wild to me. I think it was Catherine Gray that said it's like watching, you know, like being David Attenborough and just, you know, watching like the wild animals just like fighting and, you know, screaming at each other. Yeah, it's 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 been interesting I, it, it it does get easier i do think it has got it's for if i look back on like that first christmas that was quite it wasn't really hard but like giving up at that time is quite difficult yeah. but if, if i fast forward to the christmas just gone i kitted myself out fully with all of the like alcohol free options it was great yeah. I, I i was like what do i usually drink at christmas oh disarono i don't get lies disarono yeah lies and stuff like that i was like this like you said there's so much choice and you can literally think back to what you used to drink and go right i can just match up with this yeah it's great yeah you don't have to change like my family we always had like bucks fizz in the morning and i remember being like oh i'm not gonna be able to like take part in the tradition and then like you can either get alcohol free bucks fizz or you can just make it with like an alcohol free sparkling like a naughty or a no seco with a bit of orange juice like you can literally replicate all those kind of like traditions they don't necessarily have to change unless you know you find that idea triggering but for me i guess it's so easy to just swap stuff in and what's your favorite drink at the minute like what's your like go-to oh do you know what my favorite drink at the moment is so it's it's a relatively new brand called myth and they've got a dark cane and a white cane and the white cane tastes exactly like malibu i don't know if you've tried it you tried yeah, it's it? amazing so good. i love it because i used to drink a lot of malibu especially like in my teens and it's one of the drinks that i think has really come out recently that is a whole kind of new drink like 
you know, there's a new alcohol-free gin launching every week, which is fantastic. But I've tried so many now, whereas this, it landed in my inbox and I was like, I have to try that. And I just absolutely loved it. So it's such a nice, like, tropical summer drink. I cannot wait to have them, like, in the summer. And you, you can put it in, you know, like a pina colada, but I just like a nice little Malibu and lemonade, but myth version. I just love it. That, that's my favourite at the moment. I've been drinking a lot of that. What about you? Oh, so you've probably heard of them, but Mash Gang? Yes, yeah. Yeah, so Mash Gang beers are the best. Like, yeah. there's, there's so many different, like, variations of them but it's i can't remember it's i'll, I'll show you the can because yeah I love them. so i've got two left so there's whatever that is oh nice it's got like so cool aren't they yeah but that's so basically like mash so i like mash gang because they have limited runs and stuff so it's yeah. it's a bit annoying that you can only get specific ones once yeah but then i think by doing that you can then try loads of good beer yeah and i've i've not had a bad one yet i think i've had about six different ones from their oh, range nice. and it's yes yeah, it's, it's so good so yeah sh- shout out to mash gang <laughs> yeah see next sponsorship on the podcast but yeah i've i've now got like a whole like little shelf of stuff yeah. because i'm just like i know what i like i'll just yeah. stick to them it's good yeah that's well, great that you found what you like i mean, I mean there's some that i don't but <laughs> yes <laughs> I mean, I've tried a fair few, but the, the funniest one for me, so I, I normally every year do like um, judging for the IWSC. So I try loads, but I, do, I don't have any clue what they are because they just bring them out in glasses. And I've tried some and been like, what? Don't know what that is. Which, And then you, you can't ever, you're not allowed to know what it was. So you're like, oh, I don't, I don't know how to avoid that in the future. I do think like, after a while you can so if, if i did a blind taste test of certain ones i'd be like yeah that's that brand that's that yeah. brand yeah. like especially if like like you said myth yeah that's quite distinctive and i remember when um so my friend and his partner came up from from kent like a couple of months ago and I, they because so he he stopped pretty much he didn't drink a lot but he i think because i took that route he's then gone oh do you know what i might try it yeah, and he, I, I think he stuck to it. I've not actually asked him about like if he drinks or not anymore. But yeah, he, whenever he gets like an alcohol-free beer, or he, he bought Kaleno the other day, and he sends me a picture, and I'm like, oh, amazing. <laughs> and um, he came up, and I, I think it was the coconut Malibu flavored myth. Yeah, and I gave it to him with Coke, and he was like, this is literally Malibu. What is it? Yeah. And I was like, oh, it's it's this myth drink I've, I've got and it's like it's amazing and I was like yep <laughs> it's, yeah. it's like tastes identical it's so good yeah it is I I've managed to indoctrinate a lot of my pregnant friends so like while they've been pregnant I'm like right now is the perfect time <laughs> so I like get them give them loads of drinks I'm like oh here I bought you a bundle just like give them loads of stuff that's in my house and then like once they've stopped they'll be breastfeeding for a bit so like you know they'll carry on and then afterwards they'll be like oh I wasn't drinking tonight so you know I had this instead I'm like yes I, I managed to get you in like just got them as soon as they, they tell me they're pregnant I'm like great I'm bringing round some not out I think because when I, I just try and like indoctrinate every person that I meet yeah. with it now but like not in a kind of 
Scientology way. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just like, oh, why don't you try this? Because it's it's really yeah. good. But like, so one um one brand that I really like at the minute, um Athletic Brewing Company. Yes, yeah. They've 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 brought out so they've just recently brought out a new stout. Yeah. And the only kind of dark beer that I I've tried and liked so far is I think Big Drop have got one. Yeah. And Guinness Zero Percent is I don't I, I don't know how they made it so good, but it's no. very similar. Very it's similar to the So actually, I was in New Year. Um, I was in Ireland for New Year, and I I asked my friend if she could get me a Guinness Zero because they had them on tap. And the whole time I'd had them all weekend, they had zero zero specific glasses, but this one came in a normal glass. So I said, "Oh, is it definitely zero zero? And she was like, "Oh, hang on, let me try it." And she tried it and she was like, do you know what, Mel? She was like, I actually couldn't confirm. She was like, they taste the same to me. And that's from a drinker. So, you know, like, God, they, they've done something right with it. I feel like with with them as well, that it's a psychological thing because yeah. they've put they've put the widgets in the can still. So you, yeah. you still feel like you're getting an actual Guinness. Yeah. It's, it's really clever the way they've done it. Yeah. Like, so, I, I don't know what their magic is. but no, I don't know. I'd like to replicate it. Yeah. <laughs> Is has there been like an occasion where so I've I've had it where you've I think it's like like you just said when you've got that Guinness and you thought it's an alcoholic drink have you thought oh I've I, you I've been drinking an alcoholic drink what what would how would you feel if you accidentally drank an alcoholic drink now so I accidentally so it was about probably a year ago I um where was I I was in Palmer and I went to the supermarket and I was trying to decipher everything and then I realized that there was a group of non-alcoholic beers so I was like okay cool so I I saw that there was like a lemon I think it was like a lemon rattler beer and I was like oh okay I'm gonna I'm gonna get that and I picked it up took it and then I took it back and I opened it and I was like this tastes like alcohol and then I looked at it and I realized it was like low alcohol so I turned it around I think it was like three percent or something and I was like oh my god this is definitely alcohol so I quickly like ran to the sink like tipped it down and was like that didn't happen like I think uh, you know I've always preached and I always believe myself that if you're not drinking it intentionally like you can't beat yourself up about it and be like you know five years of sobriety is totally ruined because by having one sip really it's like so minimal you'll you know you'll burn it off very quickly so you know, I just put it straight down the sink and then was like, you know, I didn't I didn't buy it because I thought it was alcohol. So but that I remember that being like a <gasps> moment of oh, what have I done? And then you just have to like, you know, let it pass. You didn't you didn't do it intentionally. Have you had any way you thought it was like alcohol? I have. It, it wasn't. But I always use my wife as a taste tester. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, can you try this drink? Just because, you know, when you I don't know, some of them, they smell so similar yeah. to alcohol that you're just like how is that not alcoholic yeah so i always like say to my wife like, oh can you taste test this and see but yeah i've not i've not done it yet well i, I remember when um well, it's when i went to portugal like was it last year I mean, it's like last month on late went to portugal for a few days and i was like really surprised at how good the options are in <laughs> other countries but again, like I went into the supermarket on my own and I was like, oh, I've got to try and decipher stuff and yeah. figure out what's going on. But th- there is a lot of options. Yeah. Um, but I, so I, have, have you ever been like questioned by like somebody about oh, why are you not drinking? Because I, 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 I had it when I was in Bali a few times. And I don't know if it's because it's like 
a lot of people do it i think there's half people out there do like a lot of drinking on holiday and the other yeah. half are like it's quite like oh we're gonna have a smoothie and stuff like that but i had it once when i was in a beach club and somebody was like oh you're you not drinking and i was like no they're like why it was yeah. like a bartender i was like that's a bit weird um and there was another time where i was in the pool um at the hotel and it's i was drinking like zero percent beer in the pool yeah um, and an australian guy swam past and he's like oh what's that i've not seen that one before and i'm like oh zero percent whatever it was coming yeah. on, and he's like oh why would you drink that what's the point and i was like yeah dick yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh i've had it all the time constantly i remember one time i was at um oh what is it oh 100 wardour street and i was there for a, a boozeless brunch with my friend a bottomless brunch but obviously i wasn't drinking and i said and there was a mocktail menu and i said can i please get this one and the waiter went you do know that's non-alcoholic don't you and i was like yes i do like that's why i ordered it like it was such a such a strange comment when i was like specifically pointing at like the mocktail menu but obviously they were just so used to people like drunkenly accidentally ordering mocktails that, that didn't want them but I've had it so many times of like, especially if I'm a like a bar and I don't know, a group of lads will come and like talk to my friends or whatever. And I'm holding like Heineken zero because first of all, they go, oh, you're drinking a beer. And then you're like, yeah, I'm drinking a beer. And then they look and they're like, oh, it's non-alcoholic beer. Why are you drinking that? And like, it's first of all, I'm not allowed to drink a beer because I'm a woman. Second of all, I'm not allowed to drink a non-alcoholic beer. Like it's, it's crazy. But yeah, I've had it so many times. But I don't know like you I'm just so used to it it really doesn't phase me and it used to at the beginning I that would have upset me and now it I'm so strong in my decision and so confident that this is the right thing that for me nothing anyone says bothers me when it comes to your boring you know why would you want to do that it just doesn't doesn't bother me anymore I think it changed you a bit doesn't it I think because yeah. you've made quite a big decision in in life in general because like, I again I listened back to the our podcast that we recorded last year and like I remember you saying that there's there's such a big drinking culture in this country that it's just the norm to to be like that yeah and when you do give up and you you give it a bit of time I know you said three months is, is a good good window yeah. just that like it's just such an empowering thing to just be like right I'm not doing that again yeah and I think my wife said when I first started, like when I when I first stopped, like oh, I can't remember what it was, but I, it just felt like so. I don't know. I just felt really strong. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, hundred percent. Because I think for the first time, like you're making a decision that is for you, and you're like, do you know what? I know no one else is happy with this decision, but I'm still going to do it. So like, you put yourself first for probably one of the first times ever. And I think as well, because you, it's like you practice saying no to people because constantly in the beginning, do you want to drink? No, I'm fine. Thank you. Oh, come on. No, I'm fine. Thank you. You almost get used to like disappointing people and you get used to like just saying no to people and you have to not care what people think about this decision or you won't stick to it because if you care what people think, you'll just end up being peer pressure and you'll just end up drinking. So I think because you practice it so much and then you stop caring what people think about this decision, it kind of goes into other areas like, oh, you don't care if someone mocks you on alcoholic beer. I think you're so used now to not people pleasing everyone and bending over backwards and doing things that you don't want to do just to appease other people. So I, I, yeah, I think it kind of affects other parts in your life you just feel more confident and like 
I'm really putting myself first. Do you know one time that I felt really stupid when I was drinking an alcoholic drink? So I don't know if I told you this last time, but it's, I thought I think it's a funny story. <laughs> <laughs> so I I went to Berlin when so it was just after I finished uni, so I'd have been about 22, 23, so it's like 10 years ago now, which makes me feel really old. <laughs> and my wife so my wife had booked it and it was to go and see a uni friend that we'd I'd I'd live with, but we'd both like really good friends with him who then worked in Berlin so we went out to visit him and I was like oh my god this is such a good present went to a German rave um and it was about what basically we, we were ordering these beers like my wife was getting like beers and then I was getting beers and it hit a point and I was like I'm not getting drunk I feel completely fine like yeah. it's two, two three o'clock in the morning why am I not drunk like we're listening to like this hardcore like rave music what's going on i've been drinking an iconic beer all evening without realizing no. it <laughs> and oh do, you, do you know do you know the only reason why i was drinking it because it's the cheapest one and i was just ordering the cheapest bit and now you know why <laughs> yeah i think it was like 50 cents cheaper than like the alcoholic one and i didn't realize it's not alcoholic because it didn't say but it yeah. must have said it in german and i was like yeah. i'll just buy it um, and i was like i am such a dick <laughs> Imagine if you got the placebo from it though and you were like, oh, I'm so drunk. But I I, I did a little bit. I don't know, yeah. I was a bit like, this is weird because I haven't got that drunk feeling. Yeah. And it's so late on that there must be something going on. Yeah. Have you ever had that sort of thing before? Is is, is that just I a bit of a weird one? Really. No, I don't know if I have, but I don't know if you saw it. The um, Kalenio teamed up with Thursday Dating, and I thought this is such a great PR move. And they did an event where basically they said, oh, it's free drinks all night. And they didn't tell anyone that they were drinking non-alcoholic. So obviously Kalenio has like loads of cocktails. So it was it was cocktails on the night. And then they did these amazing like Vox Pops of people coming out and being like, I've had so many drinks, I'm really drunk. like. And getting people saying, oh, I could never talk to someone if I was sober. I'm so glad the drinks are free. And it was just like amazing because people just didn't realise. And and it, I think it was just such amazing proof that you don't necessarily need to have alcohol to have a good time. I just thought it was such a cool concept. I love that as well because it's like, the I remember watching the videos and people were just acting drunk. Yeah. And it's like that, like you said, the whole placebo effect of, if people feel like they're drinking alcohol then they'll act a completely different way yeah it's, it's so weird it's so yeah. strange there was a, a study as well that i wrote about in the book and it was basically they did like two different groups and they gave one alcohol and then the other one they like rimmed the drink with alcohol and they basically acted in exactly the same way but they there wasn't actually alcohol in the drink they just kind of put it around the glass so that it smelt like alcohol and they kind of said all the same things and oh yeah i was able to flirt better and chat better and they were like oh there wasn't actually any alcohol in there and people are like what but it is like people like we said we, we used to drink to have courage and be more chatty and it's like it it doesn't work like that at all it's no. not it's it's just a it's a mindset thing isn't it yeah I think you just ease into situations like people get to places and they're like oh I think I need a drink and then I'll kind of calm down but actually what you notice is like I, I see it with our mixers people turn up and they're really nervous they're like a bit worried 
an hour in, the volume is so loud. Everyone's chatting, everyone's got used to their surroundings, they've, they've kind of found their feet and they just naturally ease into situations. You do not need alcohol for that. It just happens naturally. I was going to ask you about this as well, but what, what is coming up with Save a Girl Society? Because you have got you do so many events now, I can't keep yeah. up, but it, what, what's coming up in for the rest of the year? Yeah, is it? Do you know what? It, it's so busy, which is amazing. Like, and we're just getting more and more people coming, and younger people as well, which is it's really cool to see. But we we've got loads of mixers in London. We've got an event in Brighton next month. We've got um, we're going to be doing an event in Manchester, one in Leeds, one in Birmingham, one in Edinburgh, hopefully. So yeah, we've got so much. The the best place to kind of check out is the event, right? But we're we're always posting about about the events as well. But yeah, there's there's so many. We're just hoping to reach more people this year because obviously we have a really engaged community in London, but it's just so much nicer to try and get to the northern lasses and beyond. Yeah, it's it's yeah, this I can't keep up with the events. I'm just like, oh my god, there's enough. <laughs> it's, so, yeah. it's, so, it's so good. It's so good. It's, yeah. it's so good to give people like that that choice i think yeah. it's it's just yeah and it's such a lovely community as well thank you yeah i always say everyone who comes is like so so nice and everyone always remarks on it as well they're like oh i thought it was gonna turn off and everyone was you know boring and weird and actually they're really lovely and fun and cool and i'm like oh, i know because I, I went to an, me and my wife went to it's, it's our only saber event we've been to actually well, i can't remember what it was now I'm annoyed because I could have just given them a shout out. But oh. again, it was like Don't a sober rave. I might know. So it's kind of like a sober rave. Oh, okay. Is it Morning Gloryville? No. Daybreaker? No. Sober and Social? No. Mm, ecstatic Dance? No. <laughs> oh, interesting. Oh. oh. House of Happiness. House of Happiness. There you yeah. Go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was just like, the cogs were going. <laughs> yeah, we we went to that and everybody's just really friendly. Yeah. Like and you, it's an it's an environment where you wouldn't get that. No. In in a in a normal situation. It's like everybody's there to have a good time, have a chat, have a dance, have a few drinks. Yeah. And it just I don't know, it just it, it compared to a normal like drinking situation you felt safe if that yeah. makes sense you feel yeah. a lot safer yeah we've never had a problem at any of our events there's never been like a row or an argument or a punch up like you just do feel like oh i'm in for a nice night tonight and there's just no worries you do feel safer yeah but i would recommend going to events because they're very good yeah. <laughs> on my list well um what would you say has been your so from a mental health perspective what's been your biggest sort of positive that you've taken from from giving up alcohol is, is there been one thing that you'd say has been like top of the list for that do you know what i just think in terms of mental health is probably like i feel like i'm being the person that i want to be and like when i used to wake up and after i'd done things or said things that were like hurtful or stupid or I used to have such intense like shame and I used to really beat myself up of you know like why can't you just drink normally and why do you have to get so out of control and why did you do that stupid thing and why did you say that and 
I just kind of really hated myself. Like I really, and I was drinking because I was really insecure. So like, you know, I'd be getting ready for a night out and I'd be like, oh, I look disgusting. I'm just going to drink wine and then I'll be fine. And then the next day I would have done something stupid. I would have like, you know, just felt so embarrassed and shameful and like woke up in the middle of nowhere and put myself in stupid situations. And I just, I just didn't like myself. So that, I think it's been such a massive thing that every day I kind of like live in alignment with like the morals, my values, like who I want to be. And I just don't feel ashamed anymore. I don't feel ashamed of this, the stupid stuff that I do. And I think mental health wise, that has had such a positive effect on like me learning to kind of like like myself and yeah I think I think that's a big thing but I think the thing I'm always really cautious about is saying like alcohol is not a mental health wand it does not fix all your problems and sometimes for a while it can actually make them worse because it brings them to the surface but for me that's been such like a a key thing I think what about you I think it's a two two things I think like you said, it's it's helped me. I'm I'm not there yet, but it's helped me to get to be the person that I want to be. Yeah. Which, which is better than the drunk me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and from from a fitness perspective, so I did I did my 100, 10, 100 consecutive ten k's last year. Amazing! Congratulations. Which which I wouldn't have been able to do. Yeah. If I if I would have been drinking alcohol, because I in the past I would have drank on one of those 100 days like it would have happened um so from a fitness perspective it's it's done me so many favors like I can go on long runs I can wake up in the morning and go for a swim it's yeah it's just it's from from that perspective it's helped so much because I'm never gonna never gonna have a hangover yeah if if I fancy going for a run at 10 o'clock in the evening on a on a Saturday evening I can do it because I wouldn't have a drink it's yeah, the end the possibilities are endless yeah exactly it does like you can just say oh you know i'm gonna go out tonight and then i'm gonna go for breakfast with my friend tomorrow like you you can just do whatever you want it's great and you can always drive yeah yeah love that drive which is it's amazing yeah it's like there's no like oh i've had two drinks i can't drive now yeah like weddings this year I last year I had like seven weddings and luckily like a lot were quite local but kind of like 40 minutes away and normally like we would always get a minibus everyone's chipping in like 20 quid for a minibus or even more these days and so I was like oh you know I I can drive and then normally like one of the other girls was pregnant so we were like great like we've got enough cars between us that we can just drive we can don't have to pay for a hotel to stay over because everyone's drinking and like it's just so much easier it does make life a lot easier. Yeah. What What would you? I'll make this my last question because I feel like I've run over. So sorry. No, <laughs> don't worry. What What's the one thing that you would say to the person listening this in terms of? So if, if they're thinking of giving up alcohol, what would you say to them? I would say just try it. Like, what is the worst that can happen if you did thirty days? If you did ninety days? Like nothing terrible is going to happen and you really might surprise yourself and I think also like there is no right time to do it so if you're like okay that that sounds great but you know I'm going to do it after my friend's wedding or there is no right time to do it there'll always be an excuse whether it's like you know it's beer garden season it's a holiday it's a hen do it's Friday like there's never going to be a right time just do it start today start tomorrow and just see how it goes If, if it's not for you it's not for you but you know give it a go 
I like it. <laughs> strong end. <laughs> yeah, strong end. Oh, thanks so much, Millie. It's been no, like amazing talking to you no. again. No, thank you. We'll do it again on two years. I need to celebrate the two years. I feel like I need yeah. to do something. Yeah. Okay. Let, let's go out and celebrate. We'll do something. We'll do a whole some fun activity. Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. It, it needs to be competitive though, because I like a bit of competition. Okay, that's fine. Right, let me see what's coming into my inbox, and we'll say, "Well, we'll we'll just do a belated one year. That's fine." Okay, I'm down. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Thanks, Millie. Oh, you're I'll so speak to you soon. Thank you. Bye. See you later. Bye. <laughs>
And I used to watch that religiously every single week. I loved Towie back in the day. And it's quite appropriate because of the guests that I've just had on. Millie Gooch, who is from Kent, near Essex. So sort, sort of tedious link. But Charlie was great. And he was so... I've, I've, I've never changed my opinion so much, other than with Perez Hilton, about someone um, whilst during and after speaking to them because he was so open he was so honest about his mental health and the struggles that he's been through he speaks all about his coping mechanisms and the importance that his family have on his mental health it's a really really interesting episode and that's going to be out two weeks today so yeah i'll catch you then so speak to you in two weeks